and the greatest voice and the people's paradise podcast is live we are concurrent i actually don't know what the definition is of the word concurrent so i apologize if i'm using that in the wrong context but welcome to my podcast shout out to every single soul that's a part of the family shout out to everybody who simply has terrible taste in recreational listening in turns to me to fulfill your needs thank you for listening thank you for partaking in this batchman of paradise and as always we shall commence we shall start this episode of the podcast with a quote to a song to a ballad to a melody to a verse that really did have me in my feels that really did set the tone for the mood that i am in today as i woke this morning and waxed poetic about how i wanted a whopper sandwich and some fries even though i'm supposed to be on a low-carb diet and the song that i think about right now and I've quoted this song at least 80. I've quoted this dude at least 87 times in the podcast. But he's just so dope, bro. You can't. Brent Fires is so dope. I know y'all are getting tired of me talking about this nigga. But, bro, it's just he got these songs, bro. And, like, I be in my moods. I be lonely. All my matches on Tinder, I ain't really fucking with like that. So, like, when I listen to the songs in the middle of the night, they just they just hit they just hit differently. He got this song called One Night Only. And it's a verse around the, the 23-second mark, I'm going to think it is. I'm going to say it is. And at this point in the song, he says, no, it begins like this. It, the song begins like this. It, so, the so, so the song sets this mood. The song sets this temperament, this this clima, which in Portuguese means climate, means mood. It sets this mood, this kind of unattainability to his presence. When he says, I'm flying out for the weekend. I'll be calling you when I land because we don't got no time to waste. And I do not give a damn. I do not give a fuck about your boyfriend. He can have you when I go. Next weekend might be Japan. The reason why I like that verse so much is. You know, I like how. The one thing I've always admired about celebrities or stars. And I've admired this most when it comes to like the soul singers, the crooners, who women just throw their bras and panty and anything else they can find for nine ninety nine at DD's discount or Macy's in the in the in the uh, for sales aisle. I like how they have this kind of. Um, I love when they get into the unattainable bag. Like you know what I mean. Like I like when they paint this picture, this aura of them being like, you can't touch them. They're mystified. Like it's. I love that shit. Like. I like that with Brent Fires, like how he says that, like, I'll be calling you, I'll be calling, we ain't got no time. When, when, that part, when he said, you can have you, that part where he says, you, he can have you when I go, next weekend might be Japan. I love how he just lays that down, like, I'm coming, I'm coming in town for a night, you shall be able to enjoy my presence, you shall, your flesh shall be able to make contact with my flesh for one night, but I'm letting you know, this is only going to be for one night. I might be going to Japan next week. Like I love that. Like I think, I think there's something that's missed. I think that's something that's missed from a lot of celebrities nowadays. Because you know, damn it, everybody famous now is like all these niggas you can just reach and talk to on Instagram. Like I do miss like back in the days, like in the fifties and sixties and seventies when <laughs> I'm saying I miss back in the days. Like I was kicking it back there. Like yeah, nigga, me Frank Frank Sinatra, we was about there, but like. I miss how like back then there was a certain unattainability. Like you wouldn't get any. You wouldn't be able to get anywhere close to this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like when Elizabeth Taylor was making films and Richard Burton was this ugly nigga from Welsh, from Welsh and making films. Like I liked how they were just these stars, these stars who were in a totally different world that you just unreachable, untouchable. Kind of like how Beyonce is. Beyonce, Bruno Mars might be the last of like those 
and there's some other ones outside of them, but they might be the last of like those true stars who are just um, on a, on almost a god level. You know what I mean? And this song with Brent Fires, I know I'm t- been speaking about this. Now that actually brings up let's. That actually brings up a good a good concept, a good conversation, but I don't know if I want to get into that. About how do you want a celebrity who's who connects with this audience by being a presence, by talking to them, by interacting with this fan base, or would you rather a or would you rather an artist who connects with this fan base by would you rather an artist who connects with his fan base by simply the art? Like the weekend and like Drake. Now Drake's a bad example. Weekend's like that. Brent Fies is like that. Weekend, Brent Fies are like examples of artists who they don't connect with their they don't connect with their presentation. How can I put this in a way? I'm, my brain's so rattled right now. They don't connect with their fan base and with their audience by having conversations and opening up discussion boxes. They connect simply with their art and. No, that's that's you know that uh, let's talk about it because I have been thinking about this for a while. That's an issue I've been having with the podcast as of late. So shout out to everybody who supported me. I went on TMZ. That was great. Went on TMZ. Second TV appearance. We're doing good. Like it was a great thing. It was a great moment. A great accolade to have in life. But um, I keep thinking about different ways, different ideas to blow this podcast the fuck up blow this podcast up and start getting a real check from it and one of the ways I kept thinking is one of the things I was thinking about is am I making myself too obtainable to the audience am I making myself too available am I putting out too much content you know what I mean like because I like I like that in stars like I like those people who are just like even like I'm thinking am I posting too much on snapchat am I posting too much on instagram you know Brent Fires weekend, you'll go two months without hearing from either one of these niggas. But when they come out with a single, it'll stream like one million in like one day. So it does make me wonder if, if, because I've always naturally been a marketer. Like I've always been a natural, I've always been a naturally a guerrilla marketer. I've always been somebody who's going to go out and get what I want, go out and get what I want. Chase, 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 chase. I just, I, I've gotten to that point. And so I'm, I'm thinking about maybe I am, maybe I'm making the wrong. Maybe I'm making the wrong choice by doing being like that because I don't. Maybe it makes me look desperate. That's 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 an effort. I'm that's an effort I'm making as well too. Is like I do think because I market the podcast so hard and I drive so hard, I spend so much time just pushing, pushing, pushing. That does add an image of desperation to. It does have a add an image of desperation to me as an artist. But I mean, it's like you know, hey, that's the only way the art is going to get out there. You know. I knock DJ Khaled. Most of us don't. Most of us think DJ Khaled is corny. Hold up. <clears throat> Most of us think that DJ Khaled is corny. Not necessarily because he. Uh, not necessarily because he promotes hard or because he comes off as desperate when he does it and he's pushing. He's always driving. Now, the catch is. That same attitude got DJ Khaled to where he is right now, so you can't necessarily knock it. But in my situation, I just don't want to spend the whole time. You know, like I spend like 65% of my time with this podcast just promoting, promoting, gung-ho, get this out there, get this out of here. And so 
I do think that that get com- takes away from my art. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with talking to women because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know, I go clubbing. You know, I be at the clubs. I be at the bars. I be I be in the scene. Y'all see me. Y'all know me. And I do pull. I pull some beautiful women in my day. I've done pretty good in my in my times, but. I do wonder if am I taking away from my value as a man by always being the person who chases after a girl, always being the person who makes the first move. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where I guess I guess I don't know. I'm, my birthday's next week, you know, and I am at that point where I'm starting to realize, like, I'm I'm good at what I do. Like, I'm good. I'm a star. I'm great at what I do. I'm a communicator. I'm great. And I feel like a lot of. A lot of my, a lot of what makes me great, is doled by the fact that I push so hard in selling myself. I push my hard in selling myself to my audience. I push so hard in selling myself to people. Like, and I do think that takes away from you know. I think this takes away from the art. From the art, it takes away from me. It takes away from you know. What I mean, it's just it's just kind of hard. And I um, I don't know. It's, it's a very, you know, me and a girl at this uh, club. We were at Flamingo's House Club in Sacramento. We was talking about this the other day. We were talking about it last night, not the other day. But, like, we were talking. Like, I was telling her, like, it's like the artistic struggle. Like, am I doing the art because it fulfills me? Or am I doing the art because I it fulfills my, my, uh, my customer? And it is something to be said about that. Because it's been at least, it's been a lot of times this year where I made videos and topics about shit that I gave no fuck in the world about. But because I knew you guys might care about it because I knew it fascinated you because I knew it was something that would be relevant to what's trending on your Twitter timeline I talked about it and I think that's a mistake to a certain extent because I'm building my audience off of disingenuity you know disingenuous interest and you know y'all deserve better than that you know just being real um you know, it's, 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 it's hard. So I guess I have that conversation and I started from there because I am wondering about like when I listen to a Brent Fias, when I see a weekend, God, I would love to be like that. Like God, I would love to be like that where I felt like I didn't have to go so far out of my lane and go so far out of my way to build the fan base, to, to get you guys to, to log in, to get you guys to tune into the podcast, to get you guys into the vibe. You know what I mean? So it is something to think about. And shout out to y'all that have been supporting me for the, for the longest time. Shout out to everybody who's been part of the family. Shout out to everybody who's been a part of the mom. There are a lot of people who've, who've supported me since damn near day one. Key Martin, uh, my boy Ronnie, um, Luisa, Victoria. All y'all, y'all been y'all been part of the mom for a minute. And we doing good. I mean, we doing... I feel like there's something missing. You know what? It got to a point this year, like after doing the TMZ shit, where I started realize, started wondering, you know, and TMZ was dope. I didn't talk about that yet. So, how was the TMZ experience? Um, it was amazing, man. It was, um, it was one of the greatest experiences. Well, let me say this: it wasn't one of the greatest experiences of my life, but it was a great experience to know that that's the second time I've been on television in the last five months. So it, it lets me know that this podcast is doing something. We're going somewhere, and that feels good. Now, granted. Nigga, I still had to go to work the next day. I, <laughs> I still had to do an eight-hour shift and secure swimming pools for for suburban Middle Eastern people. But you know, it, it was. <laughs> but I work in a very diverse community. But 
it it was it was good to have that as a second accolade on my it's a good to have that as an accolade like it's good to, to put in my little ig bio been on tv twice was on good day sacramento and was on uh and was on tmz etc etc like so it's like a good accolade to have and it makes me it's like a badge of honor that's the best way to put it it is like a bag of badge of honor um and I guess to sum up that experience in one in one phrase, I guess it would be to say more life, like more life, more accomplishments. Like that's what I want more. Like I want more moments like that. More moments in time where like I just like because that was just such a great experience, man. Like I um, it was just it was it was just exactly what I needed. Like I, you know, somebody asked me the, um, when I did that um, a few days after that, like, am I um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do I um? What is the word? Did I feel um nervous? Did I feel nervous on there? And I was like, no, bro. Like you got it. Like I never feel nervous when I go on TV. I never feel nervous when I get in front of a camera because, and I hate to sound cocky. I just be real. I am a natural celebrity. I am a natural entertainer. I've always been a natural entertainer, even since the age of a young child. And I was doing well when I was being a jellyfish in school plays, like. And I was the baddest fucking jellyfish on the goddamn sea on the goddamn coral reef. You know what I mean? Like I've always, I've always been, um, I've always been the charismatic guy. And I am kind of getting into a point where I'm in conflict with that because I've always been in conflict with that. Like my need for attention and versus my need for maturity. And naturally if you're an entertainer you're an entertainer usually because you do have an ex- overwhelming need and sense of validate need to be validated by the people and i ain't gonna lie like i i uh i fit those categories i think that um i think one of the i think one of the i think one of the ways where i fuck up with that too is like and i've talked about this before on the podcast an episode that i didn't record i didn't upload just because i was embarrassed by how terrible the background called this background sound was but um I um how can I say this in how can I say this in a nice way? I um I how can I how can I put this in a nice way? I so my man I um a villain. But um I kinda always find myself in like a um a little bit of a kerfuffle like a little bit of a disagreement between like my needs and my wants. Like I learned recently that I think sometimes I want attention more than I want love, particularly when it comes to dealing with women. Like I want to be loved and admired. Like there was a girl who curved me. I had her on Snapchat when I met her at the club on on Saturday, and I was all my I was all my feels that she didn't respond back to me. And then I took a long time to think about it on Monday. Like I wasn't even mad because I tr- she was cute. I just I wasn't really even attracted to her. I was just more hurt. My pride was more hurt that she didn't want me. Like you know what I mean? Like. It was interesting. Like I, a lot of the times, I want to be wanted. I don't want to be loved, and that was that was that was just such an interest. That was just such a just like a, that was just such an interesting realization. But like, and because like she's a pretty girl, but it's just like I wasn't even necessarily attracted to her. It was just I saw her as somebody who was an attractive woman who didn't. I was more hurt by the fact that she was an attractive woman that wasn't attracted to me more than more than her actually being attracted to me and that that blew my mind like i st- it kind of made me wonder like 
I don't know, like even when it comes, even when it comes to, even when it comes to dating in general, like I feel like a lot of the time when I when I pick girls that when I pick girls that I would want to date or talk to, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of the time, I feel like a lot of the time it's, I feel like a lot of the time I'm trying to meet like some, I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to dating, I'm trying to meet like some weird quota. If that makes sense, like I'm trying to meet like some weird quota. Like I want the prettiest girl, I want the most socially proved woman that I can get, and it does make me, you know what I mean? It um, I don't know, man. It does make it does make me feel it does make me feel a certain type of way because I'm like, it does make me feel a certain type of way because I'm like, you know, I um, I don't even know now. I'm, I'm stuttering right now. I don't even know, but like. You know, I um. This is the first week in a long time where I started wondering, really started reconsidering, really started reevaluating my my opinions about love, my opinions about finding women, just my what makes a woman, like what makes a woman a substance. Because I mean, and then, but even then, I mean, I've dated some, I've dated shit. I mean, I, some of y'all who got me on Snapchat, who got me on Instagram, y'all saw that uh, that that chat box I put up of um. Of me, of that of my last girl I was talking to, um, uh, I can go say her name, but she, you know, and I and even then, me and her didn't necessarily talk seriously, but I do kind of just miss her vibe, miss her smile, miss talking to her, miss miss her a little bit, and that might be one of the first times this year where I missed a girl, not because I missed being wanted, because I missed actually just having her come to me and missed hugging up with her and missed like. Uh, laying up under her while watching Angel or Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like I, it's um, I've just been reevaluating. Even like like last night, I went to this club. I went to dive bar in Sacramento, and I met this girl there. Great girl, cool ass girl, and she has a man, and she's loyal to that nigga. Be she not? They just kind of talking, but we had a conversation more or less, and um, we had a conversation just about like life and general. Right, man, you have a good one. Stay up. Yeah, same as you. And um, we had a conversation just about life, and she was like, um, "We had a conversation just about life and shit." And she was like, um, "She was like, you know, what did she say? What what happened? What happened? I, what happened? Oh, I know what I did. There was a dude in the club prior to me who was trying to talk to her. He wasn't the most physically attractive man. Just it is what it is. But he was a cool ass guy. Me and him danced the whole night, and so." I brought that up to her when we were outside. I was like, you know, she's like, you know, I know the guy you're trying to talk to. He wasn't necessarily the best looking guy. And then she was like, well, I mean, but you know what? If he would have treated me right and if he didn't have respect for me, I, I could have, I could have, I could have ignored, I could have ignored, I could have ignored, I could have ignored it. But I bring that up. I bring, I bring that up because what was I, what was I about to say? I had it in my head. I had it in my head. I bring that up. I bring that up because. I told her, I we were talking about just being vain in relationships, and I told her, that's a that's a fault of mine that I always had. Cause like growing up, like I was always the, my mama always told me when it came to dating, my mama always said, you could bring home whoever the hell you want to bring home. She said, but you better not bring no ugly bitch to my house. She said, if you bring home an ugly bitch and have ugly kids, I'm a I'm gonna be pissed off. And I told her like, so when I when I do date girls, that is kind of what my brain kind of goes to is like. Is this somebody? Is this somebody that I want to present to my mom, or does this meet the quota that like I would approve of, that my mom would approve of? Because like, especially because like, I'm just being, I'm just being for real. You know, I love the woman who I was talking to was black, 
but I do date. Uh, I do date outside my race a lot. But the woman I was talking to last night was black. And I mean, she was a beautiful. I mean, a beaut. If I knew her name, I would still shout her out on here. But I just don't want to shout out her name. <laughs> she told me her name and I forgot it. But like, I bring that up because I bring that up because um. I'm always thinking like when I'm dating these talking to these Mexican girls and I'm talking to these Asian girls, I'm always thinking about that if I do see if I if I do date this woman and I walk outside with this woman and I and people see me with her in public, I don't want to I don't want to necessarily be in a situation where like how can I how can I put how can I put this in a, I'm trying to put this in a way where it doesn't come off as a dick, but just I'm just gonna be real because this is my own insecurity. When I do date, when I do date outside my race, I'm always thinking that I have to date somebody that's at least four or five times prettier because I don't want to be like the example of like, I don't know. Always like my mom, like my mom always said, if you're gonna date outside the race, you gotta date high. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta date at least better than the last three girls you could have found that was the same race as you. So, he, and so I don't know. But these last, these last two to three weeks, I have been kind of reconsidering and reevaluating my perspective on that because I mean, you know, hey, I don't know. I spent, I spent, I think that's what, that's the mistake I did with most of my life. I feel like I dated to meet a quota. I dated to meet a standard and I ain't, I'm, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping that standard. I mean, be real with you. Be real with you. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you how insane this sounds. I'm just being honest, but like, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm still going to, I'm still going to try to, um, I'm still going to try to meet the quota. The quota is still going to need to be bad. I'm sorry about that, but it just, it is what it is. Um, I guess what I was trying to say is like, I felt like if I would date outside my race, I have to make it worth it. And it's the same thing when it comes to women. If I feel like this is a woman who, with any woman, if this is a woman who I'm going to walk beside every single day of the week, who I'm going to be proud to tell people that this is my woman and this is my boo and I'm going to get her name, a cereal box tattooed on my on my right wrist and shit. Like it has to be somebody who's my woman. And, and like I told the girl last night, we were talking, I was like, it, it does kind of make me. I mean, I've had a history of that. I've had a history of that. Like some of y'all who know me personally, y'all niggas know. I've had a history of like I've had a history of like dating girls who were total bitches or didn't have personality. I had the last girl I talked to. She couldn't even speak English, but at the same time, you know, they met they met their they met that quote in my brain. They're like, okay, hey, if I bring her around public, people look at her and be like, okay, she's like, she look cool. They go together. So it. So I don't know. Am I wrong for thinking this? You guys let me know in the comments when this is uploaded. Am I wrong for thinking this? I don't know. That's just how I think. It is this 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 line of thinking is not going to stop just because four or five people on Twitter tell me it's wrong. I'll let you guys know that right now. But it is, I don't know. I just kind of just been rethinking everything. Like even when it came to dating, even when it came to um, just dealing with people. Like I've always um, <clears throat> even um, even when it came to just dealing with people. Like I've always. I've always kind of like validated myself by social proof, like by who knew me or everybody who everybody fuck with me, like everybody in your social circle fucking with me or you know what I mean? And it does get to a point where that's kind of like my gift and my curse. Most beloved person in the room, but only when I'm beloved by the people in the room. You know what I mean? Like I uh, like I did that last night. I went to the club last night. I went by myself because none of you niggas wanted to go. Excuse my language. I went in there. There's a group of dudes in there. Went up there. 
made them laugh and shit. We all talk, whatever, whatnot. We started kicking it one day, friends, etc., etc. We go to the dance floor. We just fucking the dance floor up and shit, and it's lit and this, etc., etc. And it is something to be said about. It is something to be said about how just naturally charismatic I am. I'm just be just throw that out there. Like I went to two different clubs last night and attracted people. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at this conversation thing, bro. I need to tell, tell iHeartMedia they need to hire me, bro. Like it's, it's not even a fucking debate, but um. It is one of the, is it one of those things where it's kind of like um, I don't know, man. I um, I don't know. It's like a gift and a curse, man. It's a gift and a curse. But um, birthdays and uh, <laughs> moving on from the in- introspective com. I promise you, I didn't want to do a whole podcast talking about just my insecurities and my life and my love and dating and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but it just was, that's just where my heart was at right now because I have been rethinking that. Like one thing. Me and that woman who shall go unnamed because I forgot her name. We're talking about last night. One thing we'll say is true is like I kind of like um, it. Uh, talking to her did make me say I got to start really talking to a better quality of woman or at least giving my attention to a better quality of a woman. Like I'm doing a I feel like I'm doing a shitty job. But like I feel like a lot of the time I'll talk to girls. I give my attention, my vibe to girls. who don't necessarily even like. Even this, and I'm not, it's not to say that every, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it is what it is. I'm going to San Francisco next week. The birthday, the birthday goal was to go to Santa Cruz and get an Airbnb out there, but then I thought about it. If I go to Santa Cruz, I'm gonna be out there for the week. All I'm gonna be able to do is go to the beach, the boardwalk, and go home. Versus if I go to San Francisco, I can go to the Pacifica Beach, I can go to the uh, Dave and Buster's, I can go to the Exploratorium, I can go to the zoo, I can go to Oakland Zoo. I want to go to, I'm going to be, to those of y'all who listen to me in Frisco and Oakland, I'm going to be out there for a minute. Like, I'm going to be out there literally from Tuesday to like Friday, so I'm going to the comedy club. I'm going to that one comedy club thing you guys have called, um, it's called Hella Funny, some, Hella Funny Something on Wednesday night. I'm going to go there on my birthday, that's my birthday, that's my birthday night, we turning the fuck up. So... Shit's gonna be lit. Um, shit gonna be lit. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna. We're gonna see what happens. I um. You know, I just I just want to bring in. This is this is the first birthday time I can bring in my birthday with just a little bit of cash. And I want to bring it in properly. I want to have a good ass time. Like I want to enjoy my night. Um. Um. There are a lot of. I don't know what to say. You know what to say from that point, I guess. I, I guess I, I guess we can just say um, plans for the near future is um, this was a very introspective episode. I don't know why I got so soulful and spiritual, but like I guess plans for the near future is is um, just more success, you know, more TV appearances, more podcast appearances, more um, more money, you know, starting to make a little bit of cash from the voiceover shit, so we good, but. I still got to do my regular job until it really starts catching up with the bills. But uh, more money from that aspect and more just like um, less being the greatest voice and more being the face of the culture. Like, I think that's something that I've. uh, I feel I do myself a disjustice by marking myself just based off my voice because my gift is not necessarily my voice. My gift is my charisma. My gift is my ability to get groups together. Like that was the hardest thing about coming back from college. Is like when I came back to college and I went to San. The first year coming back from college was cool because I was in San Diego. But then you go, you go, you go back from going to San Diego, and then you come to um, 
For those who don't know, the where I live at right now, it's a very small, underpopulated village. It's called Galt. Didn't ever come here, but like it was so weird about coming from being in the party scene and kicking it and the girls and the I don't drink, but the drinks and the frats and shit. And like you come back and it's like it was an interesting experience to kind of have to rebuild your identity again, to rebuild your status again. Like, and the podcast kind of gives me. I think that's kind of why I like the podcast because it gives me a way to be able to do that. Like. Back in the day, my status was just based off of, like, the frats to fuck with me or the college football teams to fuck with me. And we at the club every night. We turn it up. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm I kind of wonder if I'm always have to have that need to have my sense of identity validated by that. Because, you know, by the way, I ain't getting older. Right? Nigga, my, my 20s are expiring soon. But, but it is one of those things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I am. Um, I don't know. It's a lot to think about, man. It, it is. A, it is a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about. I think. I think the. I think the lesson that can be learned here is simply, only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> only you can prevent forest fires. But um, much love, much peace, and chicken grease. This is the greatest voice. This is the People's Paradise Podcast. Tomorrow we'll be back with an episode that's more concurrent and more topical. I guess. Um. Thank you guys for being a part of the family. Thank you for being guys a part of the mob. And we shall conclude again tomorrow.